Let's get started right now on the review of yesterday's daf. What did we learn yesterday? So we started off yesterday at the Zeaklal, at the at the, uh, um, at the basic principle, the main, the the, the, the and uh, the basic rule is the one second. Uh, just put on the mute. Um, and uh, we're going to on the on the on the from the Mishnah on Daf Kuf Beis on Beis, which is that if you do the Malacha and the Malacha is miskayemes b'Shabbos, then you're going to be chayv. So what is that coming to include? So Gemara says that if you cut out, let's say you have a block of wood and you cut out out of the block less than the amount that you could, because you could theoretically have made it bigger. So the, then it's so it's chok. So then that also, since some people uh, say that's a big enough uh, container that we don't need to cut more, so that's okay also. Um, Reb Shem Gamliel says that even hitting with the, on the sadan, you're going to be chayv, what do you do? So Rabbi Rav Yosef says that the, what it does is it's ma'amman yada, it makes your hand aim better, like by, it's a good, like by, by having the rhythm of banging on something else and then banging on the nail, it makes your hand go better. So the Gemara asks, is that if that would be the case and that's considered um, some type of malacha, then, uh, then, then if you observe somebody who's doing a skill and you learn how to do it from watching, so you can be chayv, it doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says, you're right. Who is it? Abay and Rava both answer that it's the miradite tase mishkan, when they had to... Uh, to hammer out the sheets of gold in the Mishkan, so you need to bang it in a very smooth way. So every so often, every fourth knock, they need to like fix the hammer to like smoothen the surface of the hammer, to um, so it doesn't crack the gold, and that's the idea. Um, Bryce says the same thing. Because why? That's the Mirad de Mishkan did the same thing, and that's the idea. Okay. Next, we went into the mitzvah of Choresh, the, I'm sorry, the Isser of Choresh, Harisha and Shabbos, any amount. There's no shear. Nikush, Kirsum, and Mizarit is also kosher, any amount. Those are all types of pruning. One's where you're pruning the dead branches, the other one where you're pruning live branches. You know, because it's too many branches, you gotta like uh, thin out the branches to be able to make it grow better. Um, all of those things is going to be chayv even bekosu, even in a minute amount. Um, if you get, uh, gathering wood, um, if it's to, if the intent of the gathering the wood is to to fix, um, so then it's a kolshu, because uh, like we said, the tikkun is any amount. If it's for hesek for heating up, so then it's to cook uh, an egg. That's the easiest. Uh, the cook, which is a chicken egg, and remember we said it's only a grogros of that size, uh, the size of a grogros. Gathering grass, it's the same thing. If it's a tikkun, it's any amount. If it's for be'ema, it's the kumlot agdi, but uh, that's the difference. It depends on what you're doing it for. Now, the first thing first is we said harisha, even a minute amount is, is considered significant. What could you do with the tiny bit of harisha? The answer is, it could be a, this tiny hole enough to plant a pumpkin seed and that's already a shiur. So, uh, which you find in the Mishkan that they did, they did one 
stalk of uh, of the dye plant, the plant that produced the dye, is the same thing. It's also a significant shear. Brings us to the next thing. The nikush, the kirsum, and the zare. So when you pull out the ocean, the endives, how do you pronounce it? On these. Okay. Uh, what is that? It's a type of a vegetable. Like, like, it looks like it's lettuce. It's a leafy vegetable. Or you, um, you, or you cut branches if it's for eating, so then the shears gregaris. If it's for the animal, because it's not really good for eating, uh, you know, like it's uh, more, um, you know, a little too hard for a human to, to eat, so then in the mouth of a goat. If it's for food, so then that's Kedela Bashal Beitz Kala. It sounds like the Zarid Zerotim is also like, uh, I guess, once it's hardened, it's basically good as firewood. It sounds almost like bamboo shoots. You know, like bamboo shoots is edible for humans at a certain stage when it's very young. Then if it's a little further, it could still be eaten by the animals. A little further on, it's only good for firewood. Um, next thing we talked about is... And if it's the opposite is a karka, so then it's a kolshu. So the Gemara says, is it, if it's kolshu, it's always going to be map the karka, so then why don't you automatically hire for that? So he says, because, uh, so, so, um, so the Gemara says, um, the Gemara says, Robert Vyosef both answered that we're talking in Agam, so nobody cares in the marshlands what's going on over there. Abayi says, it could be that it's in a field, um, but. If it wasn't your intent, then you're not going to be chayv. So the verse says, what do you mean? I thought Rabbi Shimon is moda, that if it's a psikrash, you're going to be chayv. The answer is, you did it in your friend's field. So that's mamish, not your intent. Okay, you really could care less if, he, if, he, uh, if, if, his, if his field looks pretty. Okay. Brings us to the next thing, which is the uh, writing. So we said, if you write two oisiyos, whether you're right or you're left, whether it's Mishem Efod or Shtei Shemos or Shtei Samanios, in any language you're going to be chayv. So Rabbi Yossi says that uh, they, they do not obligate to Oisiyos unless, uh, only because it's Roshim. It's making a symbol. So therefore, uh, that's what they used to do, is they would write the, the match for the, for the, because you needed to always put the Karashim in the same exact location even though they were identical, most of the Krashim, except for the corner pieces, but, uh, or, you know, sounds like, but nevertheless, um, they would, uh, you, need to, you need to put it exactly in the same spot. Um, it sounds like, you know, it's my little code, you can't, you, can't, you can't adjust it, so they needed to make a markation to know, so that's how you know which, what does it match up to. What? Right, every one has a Makam Kavua, exactly. So uh, Rabbi Yudha says, uh, sometimes you can write a Shem Katan, Mishem Gadol, like Shem Mishimun, or Shmuel, or Nochm Nachor, or Don Mitaniel, God, and from Gadiel, all those, you'll be chayiv, even though you wrote less than what you intended to write, you don't write the full word, but it's already a word in, in the small size. So now the question is, I understand when you write with your right, you should be chayiv for writing, because that's the right way to write. But if you're writing with your left, why should you be chayv? It's not derech sida b'kaf. Gemara explains, maybe we're talking about a lefty. Problem is that when you write with your left as a lefty, so that his left is like everyone else's right, so therefore his right is like everyone else's left, and therefore you shouldn't be chayv on his right. And the Mishnah says you're chayv for your right and for your left. So Gemara explains that the Mishnah is talking to somebody who's sholit b'shtayadav, he's equally, he's ambidextrous. 
Um, Reb Yaakov, brother Reb Yaakov says maybe the mission is going like Reb Yossi. And remember, Reb Yossi says it's just a Rishima, it's not actual writing. So when it comes to Rishima, it doesn't matter which hand you use. If you're just making a simple check mark, you can make it with your right hand and your left hand. And therefore, it's not actually, uh, uh, you, you, therefore, it doesn't matter. And therefore, you'll be chayv um, on either right or left. So the Gemara says, I will introduce Reb Yossi later on. So the Gemara says, no, it could be, it could be, it's cooler, Rabbi Yossi, that it's like Rabbi Yossi Oiver, you know, that, that's not necessarily that he's being introduced at the end. Could be it's all Rabbi Yossi talking. My father was in his medical school, he had an anatomy professor, he used both hands. He used to draw pictures of that, you know, the anatomy, the structures with both hands at one time. With both hands at one time, wow. There's a famous uh, professor in NYU whose, whose sons were my friends, and he would write like this and then. Continue on. Alright, continue on. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so brings us to the next uh, thing. Rebutus talked about the two letters that are two that are two names. Now what's interesting is that it sounds like Rabiosi only allowed it when it was two separate letters, um, like Shame, Shin and Amem from Shmuel or Shimon. Okay? He didn't allow it if it was um, uh, like with the same letter twice. That's what it sounds like. Um, and, uh, but the Brysa we brought down that uh, it's talking about Vasa Achas um, and uh, it's Me Achas, Mehein, I don't know if you remember, but anyway, the point is you don't have to write the whole name or you have to weave the whole garment or, or make an entire sifter. But uh, that's why it says me'achas. Even some of it is already enough. If it's some of it, so then maybe if you did even one letter, it will be chayv. Or one, one direction on the, on the weave, you'll be chayv. Um, or one level. So that's why it says achas. What did he tell you? Achas me'achas means that it has to be something that is going to be um, like shim katan mishim It has to be at least what you did is significant in some place. Um, and that's the point. And that's uh, and that was the example given of Shem Shimon Shmuel Noach Menachah Dami Daniel Gadol Gadiel. Rabbi Yehuda says even if it's two letters, that's even if it's the same letter, like Sheish Teis Rar Gadchav. So here again we have a contradiction with Rabbi Yehuda because Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah sounded like that it's only when it's separate letters, not when it's the same letter. Anyway, we also brought down once we're finishing the price that we're asking from. That uh, Rabbi says you're not chayv for writing, you're chayv for making a roshing, and therefore, because that's what they did in the Mishkan. Therefore, even to make a single scratch on two boards will be enough to be chayv, or two scratches on the same board you'll be chayv. And Rabbi Shimon says um, when it says achas, you might think you have to write the whole name. That's why, or, or uh, that's why it says me'achas. Now, if it's me'achas, you might think even one letter is enough or one, one, one direction on the weave is enough. Um, that's why it says, Achas, to tell you that it has to be a malacha that's kiyotz of a miskayemis. That's the Rup Shimon, which sounds exactly like what the Tanakama. We'll see what the difference is. And then we saw Rabbi Yossi who says um, that when it says Achas and Heina, that means sometimes you have one for many, sometimes you have many for one. That depends if you're, what you were shogeging, if you're shogeging the in the fact that it's Shabbos. I didn't know that it's Shabbos, but I knew these, all these Malachas were Asr, so then I'm only going to be Chayv once. 
Or if I, what I didn't know, I knew that it was Shabbos, but I didn't know that this Malach was Asr, or this Malach was Asr, or that Malach was Asr, then I'm high for each and every Malach, and that's what the Achas and Hena teaching us. Okay. Bottom line is, what's the answer to the contradiction of Rabbi Yehuda? Um, so the Gemara says, that's because Rabbi Yehuda has his opinion, and he has his Rebbe's opinion. So one was his own statement, the other one was his statement from his Rebbe, because Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rabbi Gamliel, that even if it's all the same letter, like Sheish, Teis, Rar, Gag, Chach, then you're going to be Chayv. Okay, so that's the answer. The Rabbi Yehuda that we quoted was Rabbi Yehuda B'Shem Rabbi Gamliel. The Rabbi Yehuda in our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda's own personal Shita, that it can't be the same letter. Okay. Now, the Gemara asked, um, what is the nafkamina between Rabbi Shimon and the Tanakhama? They're both saying the same thing. So it, maybe you'll say that the, the question is, what if you write Aleph, Aleph? Tanakhama says that it has to be something that it's miskayim somewhere. It has to be a word. There's no word Aleph, Aleph. Even though you can write a whole word, Aleph, you know, Azreka, which is a full word, but the Aleph, Aleph is not really a word. Um, and basically, Shimon would say that since you do find in Kameas, sometimes they put the Aleph Aleph together, um, you write, you know, you, you have the combination of letters, even though it's not really a word. So maybe, therefore, that's good enough. So the Gemara says that would mean that Gemara doesn't like this answer because that would mean that Rabbi Shimon is Lechumra. And we always have a rule that Rabbi Shimon is more Makal in, in, in this area. As the Bryce brings down, when you make a when you kodeach kolshu yerchayev, boring a hole in yerchayev even a tiny bit, um, dragging is also kolshu, and ma'abed is kolshu. And uh, Reb Shimon says no, it's hachi yiktach es kulo, hachi yigru es kulo, hachi abed es kulo. You got to do it all. Hachi yatsu kulo. He's mechayev only if you do the whole thing. So it's very unusual, highly unlikely that Reb Shimon be machmir when it comes to writing. So the Gemara says, must be Reb Shimon is coming to tell you that you have to write the whole. You have to write the whole word. Not true. I actually say that. It says, Rabbi Shimon says, Achas. You might think as Yichtov is Hashim Kulo. So it says, Me Achas. So it sounds like you don't have to write the full names. The more answer is, No, no. What he's saying is, you might think you have to correct it, really. Rabbi Shimon was saying, You might think that you have to write the whole pasuk that you try to, the sentence that makes sense out of it. Kamash Mulan, a full word is enough. But it has to be the full word that you intended to write in order to be Chayv. So Rabbi Shimon is Taka being Mekum. Okay, that's the answer. Next thing we talked about is Rabbi Yossi, um, that sometimes it's Achas al-Kulon. Anyway, so Rabbi Yossi explained Rabbi Yossi's Shita is that when it says Achas, it's Me'achas Me'achas, or Heina Me'ina. There's an Achas Shi Heina and Heina Shi Achas. Okay, so if you write the Achas, means if you want to write the name Shimon, you wrote Shimon. The Me'achas, if I wrote Shame, me Shimon. Heina means I'm chayv for a voice for every av. Meheina means I'm chayv on todos as well. And achashi heina, one that is many, that's if I was b'meisim b'shabes and shogig b'malacha. And heina shi achas, many that is one, that's where I was shogig on Shabbos and b'meisim b'malacha. I'm only going to be chayv one, even though I did multiple malachas on that Shabbos. Okay. So this is so, if you're a shimon, you're only chayv for one. Yeah, but if you wrote it together, it sounds like it's still only one chiv. Still behel achas, anyway. Yeah. 
Okay. Now, so the question is, the big kasha that we were bothered by the whole time, we were suppressing up until now, was, how can you be high for shame mishimen? I, you put an open mem, if you're trying to write shimon, and the word shame needs to be a closed mem, needs to be an end mem. So that's the kasha. So Rav Chizda says, based on this, if you were supposed to write a closed mem and you wrote it open, that's okay. It doesn't bother us. It's kosher. So therefore, it's, that's why you're chayv, because it's already okay. Gemara is, I, that's not true. It's a good quote of the source. It says in the Pesach of you should write them, right? So what this is that it needs to be a ksibatama, complete writing. That you can't write Aleph Ayin, you can't, even though phonetically they sound very similar, at least the way we pronounce them, okay? Not saying there are those they, who know it. It shows they pronounce the same way. That's right, that's right. I'm saying they, 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 they uh, yeah, of course. All of those, yeah, they're probably Ashkenazim over there. Okay, whatever. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's already, uh, it's a lost art. Only some people who know how to pronounce Anyway, it sounds very similar. Aleph Base, uh, I'm saying, um, so Ayn and Alfin. Then Beis and Kaf are very similar uh, visibly because the Kaf and Beis have very close letters. A Gimel to a Tzadik, Tzadik to a Gimel, also very similar. Dalit to a Reish again, a uh, Reish to a Dalit. You got to be careful that it has to write the exact right letter. It can't be a He, can't be a Ches, a Ches can't be a He, a Vav can't be a Yud, a Yud can't be a Vav, a Zayin can't be a Nun, a Nun can't be a Zayin. Tes Pei, Pei Tes. And uh, bent letters can't be the straight letters if it's like a pay instead of an end of fay. And a pshutin kfufin. And a mem and a samach, which is talking about the end letter mem, very similar to a samach, samach mem. Stumim psuchim psuchim stumim, which is really our line. You can't have the closed letters as open or the open letters as closed. Right? Um, you can't, if it's supposed to be a parsha psucha, you can't make it stuma. It's supposed to be stuma, you can't make it psucha. You can't close the part, make it into a. a you know, as we know, there's partial stumos, which is uh, samach, which means that there's a break in the le- in the line, but it's both continues on in the same line. As opposed to a psucha, means that it ends this line and then it starts only like a new paragraph. So that's the partial psucha. You're not allowed to switch that. If you wrote uh, like a shira, which is the style of shira, instead of writing it regular, or you wrote a shira in a regular style, or if you wrote with not with not with ink. Or with some other material that's not that's not permanent, or the names of Hashem you will put in gold just to make it uh, stickier. Anyway, bottom line is those are all got to be put in Geniza. It's not kosher. It's not acceptable. So how can you tell me that it's okay to write an endemem instead of a regular mem or a mem instead of a regular endemem? So my answer is that's because that's one tana. There's, yeah, you're right. There is an opinion like that that it's not kosher. But there's another tana out there because the, 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 it was going like the tana who says that how do you know nischamayim? The reb is the nischamayim in the Torah, and it brings it down from the extra mem in the par, mem yun mem in the parshios of the of the of the karbanos of Sukkis. On the second day of Sukkis, it has an extra mem in the word because it says viniskehem. Could have just says viniska, and then it has a word unusacheha on the sixth day, which is with an extra yod. That's mem yod, and then it has kimishpatam. Normally, it says kimishpat, so that's another into mem yod mem to the mind of nuschamayim. Now, what was the mem yod mem? It was an end mem yod, end mem. That's not good. 
How can you make a closed amendment when it should have been an open? How can that be a hint to mine? The answer is, is that, uh, is that it's okay. If I can make an open letter closed, so surely I can make a closed letter open too. So the Gemara says, actually not. You could argue that that's not true because uh, when it's open to make closed, you, what you did is you upgraded the letter. Why? Because a closed letter is more chashuv. And the reason why the closed mem is more chashuv than the open mem is because that was in the luchos of, of, of an open miracle because the middle piece stayed suspended in the air um, 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 and that's a, a miracle, right? That, that was b'nei sayomdeh. But the other way around, a sasim, a um, you're downgrading, maybe that you're not allowed to do that. Um, so, anyway, the bottom line is, there's a, so the Gemara explains that the mem nun, the, the, so the end letters of mem nun, tzadi, pei, and chaf were introduced by the Nevi'im, which we said, how did that come about? The Nevi'im are not allowed to tell you something new. It must be that they were always there as an option, but we just didn't know where, where, which one goes where, and they told us, which is also something new. So the Gemara says it must have been that we knew about it, it was forgotten, and then they reestablished it. Anyway, the bottom line is, um, we, introduced, we talked about the Mem and Samach and the Luchos that was miraculous, and, um, um, and that's the thing, the writing of the Luchos was through and through, that it was re- readable from both sides, not readable, it sounds like, the way Gemara says it here, but rather it was, you could see the Roshim all the way cut straight through the stone, um, and uh, that's why Nuvuv would read as Buban or Rahav Bahar, because it reversed, obviously, because if it's frontwards one way, then it's backwards the other way, and that's, uh, and that's the, where we left off yesterday, and that's where we're going to start today's daf. Just one second.